Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan Jesse Go, we're joined by the great Elizabeth Lame. And things get a little handy. Yeah, the, the vulgar kind. Probably kids listen to this. You really shouldn't in general. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Beautiful morning in Los Angeles. It's a weekday. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, an, an unusual uh, weekday record for us. I'm feeling industrious. I actually had an anxiety dream about the taping today. Did you really? I did, yeah. Do we want to introduce Let's our guest? Let's bring our guest into, into this. You know her as the host of Totally Lame, uh, favorite guest on this program, Miss Elizabeth Lame. How are you? Hi! It's great to have you back on the show. I must go. I almost went. Hi, welcome. Because <laughs> <laughs> you have your own show. Um, We're doing two shows concurrently. Yeah, this is going to get confusing. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for having me. This is super fun. Thank you for coming. Thank you for being nice about my dogs who are in the office today. I love them. I knew that you were a dog enthusiast, and so I felt comfortable bringing them in. Also, I did not want to leave them alone at home because my wife is out of town. Oh, I think I they might have a party. Yeah, they might like a little a dog kegger. party. Like a doggy kegger? I do think it's weird that you left your baby home. Alone. Yeah, well, I mean, he can fend for himself, you know? He's, he's got a, he's got like, I mean, the, the head on this kid, it's enormous. <laughs> if well, he needs good. nourishment, he'll just eat some of his excess head meat. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Cabeza, it's called. Sure. In Spanish. It traditionally comes from a cow, but a baby I mean, would also. Yeah, right. Yeah. Hey, put a little cilantro on that, you're yep. good to go. Yep. Um, so this is my anxiety dream that I had about. Um, oh, I woke yeah. up at you know five a.m. Uh, kind of breathing hard from this dream. Um, I I dreamt that I had overslept because I knew we were having to do this early in the morning. I dreamt that I had overslept, and then I got my phone, um, uh, like I got my iPhone to call and apologize for being late, and it was already twenty minutes late. And I was scrolling around looking for the numbers, and it was. Only apps. So I'm just scrolling by page after page of apps. And they're like those, you know, it's like the brightly colored game apps. It's always like, you know, something like stupid cartoon characters. And I'm just frantically scrolling. And then in the corner of my room, uh, there's a well-dressed man in a suit. I don't know who he represented. (laughs) But he's like, hey. Someone who's punctual, perhaps? Right. I know. Somebody who has his shit together and doesn't sleep through his podcast tapings. Maybe someone you know that often uh, dresses in a suit. Oh, yeah. No, it was definitely not you. It was like, yeah, it was just like some guy. And he's like, hey, uh, if you're going to call him, why not use the landline? And I look over in the corner of my room and there's like, there's a landline. And then I pick it up and I frantically try and dial. But uh, I like can't dial the numbers correctly. Like I'm always poking the wrong number. Oh, Oh, my gosh. This is a horrible nightmare. Here's what my thought when I woke up and checked the time and realized that I wasn't actually late. I'm like, what a fucking stupid dream. Like what? Like, what a dumb, like, hack commentary on, you know. It's so obvious. Yeah, I know. It's like, hey, you don't really use your phone to communicate anymore. It's just apps. Try to use the landline. Oh, you've forgotten 
how. I think you're looking at this as a problem when you should be looking at this as an opportunity, this dream. Oh, for uh, like I a think... high-concept sci-fi movie? Well, I was going to say <laughs> Apziety Dreams could be yeah. your ticket to <laughs> oh, a trend piece, a feature trend piece in the New York Times style section. Oh, Jesse yeah. Jesse Thorne. Yeah. Turning... Anxiety dreams into New York Times. I'll turn, I love it. I'll turn anything into a fucking trend piece for the New York Times style section because the key element of a trend piece in the New York Times style section does not have to be a trend. <laughs> it's something you make. The fact that it happened to me once yeah. constitutes a trend. I mean, who 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 am I to say that other people aren't having anxiety dreams? What about putting apps on strollers? There's another good idea for a New York Times magazine oh, style section. Sure. Oh, yeah, or those baby cappuccinos that everybody was talking about for a week. Oh, baby cappuccinos. I did not hear about that, but yes. Yes, uh, either correct. That's, either that's a real thing that everyone was talking about for a week, or that's just some nonsense that you made up. Either way, yeah. yes. Yeah, yes, I, I guess there was, there was some sort of Brooklyn coffee shop that was doing like a little steamed milk with some sort of design in it for a babies. A teaspoon of espresso. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Anyways, and then, yeah, and then I, I probably heard three or four commentary type things like every baby is drinking a cappuccino <laughs> all the time like no it's just one place being cute do anyway. you is are you worried about you you're not a particularly late guy yeah uh is it because you worry about it i maybe yeah maybe because I, mean, I worry about it this is not that point. early either yeah i mean it's it, 10 a.m <laughs> that's when the we other met. thing you said early morning record we started at 10 right yeah well, we met down at the docks at 6 a.m. <laughs> the fog I, was just rolling in. I'm like, your anxiety dream gave me so much anxiety. Wow. Right now, You're I, late right now, Elizabeth. I'm currently late. Elizabeth, it's 1017. You're supposed to be on a podcast. I have physical manifestation. I Wait, like. so you're late? I have Does, to go to you, the bathroom. Did you get pregnant because of all the anxiety? I got pregnant. I'm la- yes, I'm late with my menses. Oh, boy. I just watched um, this documentary about Ray Romano on tour called mm-hmm. 95 Miles to Go, I think. Okay. And um, it's not a great film by any means. Um, it's really like a classic tour documentary in the sense that the central element of it is that nothing happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I do love Ray Romano. God, I love me some Ray Romano. He's oh, sure. as good as it gets. You know what? I, I have a message right now that I, I'm, I'm not a man who's afraid to share controversial messages. <laughs> right. If you've got a problem with Ray Romano, you've got a problem with me. Oh, oh, oh wow. those are big words. You know what? Do you think Ray Romano would say the same? Yeah, absolutely. He would say, if you have a problem with Ray Romano, <laughs> you've got a problem with me. Because that's who I am. <laughs> yeah. Well, see ya. <laughs> it's definitional. It's a yeah. tautology. Um, I, I am tired of people dismissing Everybody Loves Raymond. Mm-hmm. Uh, which oh, so sick of it! I'm. <laughs> it's <know>. an epidemic. <laughs> Call the New York Times style trend. And I'm tired of people presuming that because he was on a family sitcom, that he's not the one of the greatest stand-up comedians of our time. So there's that. Ray Romano. It has been settled. It's a big bomb. One of the yeah. best. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's number one. Number two. In an election year, too, Jesse. I'm surprised, <laughs> I'm surprised you're taking these controversial stances. <laughs> 
It's called dog whistling. I, I, oh, I speak okay. in code for certain audiences. Mm. So that was my way of saying we shouldn't have a black president. Oh, okay. wow. That was, that was, that was a working, very roundabout. creative white roundabout working way. Class, but white working class voters hear that and they know what I'm saying is we shouldn't have a black president. Gotcha. You're dog whistling and, and you're mad dogging at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm. I am. I've got, if you could see my face right now, I'm, it is curled into a full-on ice cube style snare. Oh, boy. Watch out. I've, now, I I've just, also had now a I just, lot of St. Ides. Yeah. Well, I just want a Coors Light now. <laughs> Have you seen those Ice Cube Coors Light commercials? Yeah. Ice Cube's really great. Yeah. That's my position I, I on mean, Ice Cube. Not in those, but in general. In general, yeah. No, but I mean, I saw those Ice Cube uh, Coors Light commercials, and I thought, I'm tired of glib beer commercials. Sure. Um, I guess a glib commercial was sort of cute and surprising five years ago. Yeah, now it's ev- now it's ago. just every now it's just what a commercial is. Yeah, I that- want some like hard hitting hip hop, edgy, maybe uh, actor on some sort of <laughs> CSI. Is that Ice Cube? Or am I talking about uh, Ice Tea? Of ice is tea. On ice tea. Oh, Ice Cube in yeah. the iced tea. Anyway, pop music manager Elizabeth. <laughs> <Lane>. <laughs> Um, but here's right. here's the thing. Okay, so getting back to Ray Romano. In this documentary, one of the central conflicts of this documentary is Ray Romano seriously – he's on tour with the guy who directed the movie who's an old comedian friend of his. And the old comedian friend of his is middling in his headlining sets. And um, he is the featured act. And so – this guy that is making the documentary is the kind of guy that, like, throws all his stuff in a bag at the time that they're supposed to leave. Mm-hmm. And Ray Romano wants to be in the car at a certain time. Mm. Ray Romano flips out. Now, Ray Romano doesn't yell because he's not a yelling kind of guy. Because he's so great. But there is a serious fire in his eyes. <laughs> like, he really – you can tell that he is thinking about violence. What does he say? He says – he says – I don't know. Eight. I can't. I can't do a Ray Romano voice. Okay. Ah, ah, <laughs> ah, ah, okay, that's good. It's you can like. It's easy to grunt like Ray Romano. It's not easy to say words. Yeah, and yeah. Oh, he just talks. Ah, he just talks. Ah. It, it's. It'll be. They're. They're planning to leave at eight thirty. It's eight ten, and he's saying, "I know that I we're supposed to be in the car at eight thirty. and the other guy goes, "Oh, you know, that's twenty minutes from now." And Ray Romano goes. In the car at 8.30. Mm. Oh, wow. You know, and it gets really intense. That's a serious dad move. And I, that, and I am, I have been trying to find ways to not be like that in my family life. Oh, sure. Well, my husband is really like that. Like, he makes us get to a movie or the airport hours early. <laughs> and it, it, The airport, I understand. The movie seems a little God. odd. <laughs> That's why we always see you at the Arclight. Yeah, oh, sure. We're waiting for hours for our movie to start. (laughs) But he has so much anxiety about being late, um, which I respect. But it almost, when someone is like that, it almost makes you dig your heels in to be more like, it enables you to be lazier and like more lax about when you're getting places. So it's a real sticky dynamic. On Judge John Hodgman of a guy who made his girlfriend, I think, might have been wife, show up early for parties. Ooh. Ooh. I know. No, no, this guy no. had a serious issue. I'm I'm not that guy. Um, and in fact, I, 
you know, for things where it's appropriate to be late, I, I don't have a problem with being late. Mm-hmm. But I am a guy who wants to pick a time that we're leaving and then leave then. Mm. It's very difficult for me to feel uh, comfortable if I don't know when we're going so I can plan when I'm going to do my different stuff. Like I, what, my, my MO typically is that I will I'll pack for a trip the day before Oh, and just put my stuff by the door and I then know, like that. know that I'm leaving at 8.30 and then I can just do whatever I want until 8.30 comes. I look at my watch, 8.30, and then I just go. Interesting. Yeah, but yeah, but if it's eight thirty and other people in my house, I won't say who. It's my dogs <laughs> aren't ready to go. Then I wouldn't am it like, be cute if they had little luggage? Yeah, that would oh, be. Oh my god! Like gosh. roller suitcases. Yeah, they pulled with their mouths and it just just filled with bones. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, oh, it. now I'm gonna buy them that. <laughs> um, Jesse, do you take? Because with all due respect, yeah. I imagine Jordan is a real quick getter-readier. Sure. I'm pretty quick. I mean, I, th- I slap on some makeup. I know it's hard to imagine because of this face that you're staring at. This is a five-minute makeup job. I, I would Pick never Pick your jaws guessed. up off I of the I never would have guessed. Wow. Just- Can I, I'm a booker for the Today Show. <laughs> would you mind coming on tomorrow and doing a segment with Meredith Vieira? <laughs> I, would, I would love on to. And I feel, like my, I feel like my... Uh, my calling has just been answered. And I was wondering, uh, do you think it, you would be a good person to present to our Today Show audience uh, a little information about baby cappuccinos? <laughs> I'm an expert on How baby soon cappuccinos. How soon is too soon? <laughs> <laughs> How soon? I say the sooner the better. Okay. Great. So maybe a recipe and a five-minute makeup segment. Wow. It's would you like, like to all be of the, my... Would you like to be the new co-host of the Today Show? Let me get back to you on that. Sure. That one. Mm-hmm. Sure. The others, yes. Okay. You may you may have to host the CBS Evening News. <laughs> that I feel more kind of comfortable with, <laughs> right. to be honest. Understood. Um, first and foremost, you're a journalist. <laughs> first, I am a hard-hitting journalist. Yeah. Jesse, I mean, how long does it take? Because I think you probably take the longest to get ready in this, in this sound box. Mm. I, it's possible that I take the longest to get ready. Mm-hmm. However, I'm always ready on time. Oh, because that could be crocheted onto a pillow. Because <laughs> I, I decide. I mean, I decide what I'm going to wear the next day, the night before. Usually, sometimes I'll call an audible, but I'll put my clothes out for myself. You have an extra bed in the house, so you can lay out. Yeah, you just have a bed for the next day's outfit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. His clothes bed. Temper, but I do. I mean, my closet where my clothes are is actually in my office. And so at night, before I go to bed, while my wife is doing her 75-minute bedtime ritual. Um, her you know, silly lady stuff. <laughs> yeah, all her lady stuff, whatever. Putting baking soda in her box or whatever it is that women do before bed. That is what we do. <laughs> is that it? I don't, I don't, I mean, you're, I'm a man, you know? Your idea of douching um, came from that one scene in Boardwalk Empire where the woman has the gallon jug of vinegar and the funnel and she's wondering what to do with it. <laughs> and then there's the baking soda pack that you learned on Locked Up Abroad. Sure. I would just pack it in. I like I like the idea of a woman combining those two for a high school science experiment. Oh yeah. Oh Vagina yeah. Vagina volcano. Vagina yes. volcano. Yeah. I think I've just I think we just named our next business, you guys. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Like I 
when I get onto a task, um, I've, I tend to feel uncomfortable if it's not either settled or completely off the table. Mm-hmm. I'm not very good at letting things marinate. And so, um, and so usually if I'm going out at some point during the day or whatever, you know, during the late afternoon, mm-hmm. you know, at four or five or something like that, I will have thought, Jesus Christ, what am I going to wear tonight? And I'll, I will have gone, <laughs> and gone into my closet and been like, okay, I'm wearing this. If I, even if I'm not literally putting it out, at least I've sort of like solved the <laughs> issue in my mind so you it doesn't Jesus bother Christ me anymore. Moment. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I turn water into wine. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, but I mean, I just go in. I'm like, fine. Okay, now it's settled. I don't have to worry about it. I can just eat my dinner and dick around on the internet in peace. Yeah, good. You good. know what I mean? And Priorities. So it may, t- in some cases, I may do a little bit of that kind of dithering like you would see in a, you know, in an 80s romantic family comedy. sitcom or a romantic comedy. Catherine Heigl. Yeah, exactly. I'm not familiar with this kind of dithering. You know, where a woman comes out in one skirt and then she goes... <gasps> oh, okay. <laughs> and then she goes back in and comes back out in another skirt and she's like... Ah! Yeah. She and then full like Carmen anything. Miranda dress. Yeah. <laughs> with and then, pineapples and her, coming and then, out yeah. of her head. And then her, her gay, gay best friend's friend. like, uh-uh. Yeah, I was going to say he crosses his arms and rolls his eyes. Sure. And then they're at Bloomies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pouring cappuccinos onto babies. I do. <laughs> I do do all that. I do do all that stuff with my dogs in the role of the gay best friend. They roll their eyes. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> oh, that makes me think. I before when we were going to podcast and I came and then we didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I was telling Jordan we just lost our cat, our little cat. Oh boy. Oh, it's been rough, but. It makes me think like Andy and I do voices for our animals and Hurricane, the cat, was a Katrina survivor. And so he was from New Orleans and he had a real Cajun thick like... Oh, like a Dom DeLuise. Yeah. His voice was, my name is Hurricane and I've seen some shit. Not Dom DeLuise. Who am I thinking of? You're thinking of celebrity chef Paul Prudhomme. Paul Prudhomme. Excuse me. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) You guys have a real special relationship. (laughs) No, Dom DeLuise and celebrity chef Paul Prudhomme are exactly the same person. I mean, if you've never confused Dom DeLuise and celebrity chef Paul Prudhomme, I don't even know who you are. It's like Ice Cube and Ice Tea. Yeah, that makes sense. Same person, right? Same um, sorry, so you, so the cat's voice was Cajun. Yeah, and uh, no. Did he ever say like nah, 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 nah? Yeah, all the time. He said stuff like that. Did he ever say stuff about like Cajun? Did he ever ask for like Cajun fish or yeah, he crawdad souffle? If, if we the mere mention of Zatarans, uh-huh. oh, don't even get him started. Uh, on, sure. Yeah, he was really upset about that, but um, he. Uh, yeah, so it's sad he's gone. Yeah, are you uh, like are you are you considering replacing him with another cat? I want to, but the problem with Hurricane was we adopted him from a neighbor who couldn't <clears throat> wasn't taking care of him properly, yeah. and he was mostly an indoor cat, but he still went to the bathroom outside, mm-hmm. which is how he met his demise sure. by these tons of metal that roll down <laughs> uh. the street. That we're all familiar with called cars. Yes. Um, and I wouldn't want to get another cat who was outdoor indoor. I would only want an indoor cat. But we don't really have a spot for litter, and I don't really sure. know how that works. 
So we might. <clears throat> so you have, never had litter it's for him. Super period. absorbent. Yeah, we never had litter. Yeah, it is. It, it, I do know that it's absorbent. Right, so you don't know how finding a spot for the little litter works. Yeah, I don't know, and I don't know <laughs> that there is one, to be honest. Right. So we'll have to wait until we get our baller house, uh, which will have a- Once you start balling in control, out of control? Balling, medium control of balling. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, mixed bag. Mixed bag. Then You'll ball mostly on the weekends. We'll ball, actually, I think during the week, weekdays. Oh, okay. And we'll try not to That's ball as much on the weekends. That's an interesting time to ball. Yeah. On the weekends, it'll be totally lame uh, Bay Area Ballers remix. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, I guess Southern California Ballers S- remix. SoCal. Yeah. So, yeah, then we'll get it a It will still spot. have Drew Down on it, though, right? I don't know who Drew Down is. Nope. I got five on it, Bay Area Ballers remix. Oh, I got five on it, Bay Area Ballers remix. Yes. Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> Thank you, Elizabeth. <laughs> <clears throat> um, but yeah, I something about real big fish. Anyone? <laughs> no, no. I do want. I've been looking online at other cats. I mean, no cat will replace this cat. Sure, but, but it's fun to look at. I was cats. never. I never would have thought I would get a cat, and he turned me into a dog slash cat person now. Oh, so, wow. so he's saving hopefully lots of cats' lives. Yeah, the down the road, I'll adopt a yeah. lot of cats. I uh, I live in a neighborhood that. <clears throat> Has a lot of dogs running around, mm-hmm. and I know that every time I'm in your neighborhood, I, I chase this. I try to. It's horrible. You try to get one in the car. Is yeah. a continuous state of torture for me. Aww. Because I mean, there's just, frankly, there's just a lot of people in my neighborhood with different cultural expectations about the role of pets in our lives. Yes, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like it is a real. It is a real second world type situation in a lot of my neighborhood, and it tears me up every time mm-hmm. because you don't. What? Where? What's going on? That's the. It's the fact that it's unknowable. Mm-hmm. It could be someone's dog. For one thing, there's a guy that lives in a van by the park at the bottom of my hill that has like four dogs that live in the van with him, and they just <laughs> run around free. And they come to the van at night. Yeah, I think so. Oh God, this guy's a real. This guy's a real. A I don't like real this guy. van dweller. Sure, he's he's the worst kind of van dweller, which is a, a drunk van dweller that yells at you. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, I know. Um, and is maybe neglecting dogs. Yeah, and is probably neglecting dogs. But he's a tax-paying citizen. So. He is. <laughs> he's definitely he's definitely part of the fifty-three <laughs> percent. This guy that lives in a van at the bottom of my hill. Um, but he, uh, he's so, probably got, I mean, he's got a lot of income, uh, from the hand jobs that he gives. Sure. <laughs> um, there's, there's also just a lot of chihuahuas that belong to people that just let them out in their yards. They're smaller than the gate, than the bars of their yard and they just run around and do whatever and come back and home. And they all have their balls. Yep. And they, they all... all make a million other chihuahuas and then all the chihuahuas <laughs> get don't get me started. Yeah. Here I go. They uh, get but, killed yeah. in the shelters. But I don't know if some of the do- I don't know if the doggies what about the other doggies? What if they don't have owners? I know it's it's tough. Yeah, cuz nobody has a collar, nobody's got got a tag. Mm. Well, that's why they have a collar. It just doesn't have a tag. It's like I have a pink <laughs> princess collar with no tag and no microchip, so Yeah, they who have knows? like a little Gucci handbag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there's no ID in it. Right, yeah. exactly. It's just gum. No, don't it's carry just ID. gum. Dog gum. <laughs> um, speaking of weird uh 
Speaking of weird hand jobs, speaking of the thing I brought up. Oh, I do want to talk about weird hand do jobs. Do you? Oh, okay. Do you have a weird hand job story? Well, I I learned how to give a hand job as a, as a young girl. Uh huh. Sure. <laughs> young. No, I'm just. You learn. You learn that in Girl Scouts. Girl Scouts. It's, I got my hand job badge. Uh huh. Um, okay. Is okay. So as as a young as a young guy, sure. and when the when the when the time came to where it looked like I was going to have to deal with a vagina, I did a lot of like reading up beforehand. <laughs> you might first first order of business yes. is maybe don't look at it or phrase it as I'm going to have. Well, I'm going to have to deal I'm with one of those. Deal with things. it. Well, I'm just going to have. I throw up my hands. <laughs> uh, well, fine, and I roll up my sleeves. <laughs> Jordan showed up showed up and talked to the school librarian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seems like Said, it's unavoidable Ms. now. Mrs. Doherty, I'm going to have to deal with a vagina. <laughs> um and and something that was really really helpful to me was the uh was the Vice magazine guide to eating pussy. Oh. So like I always like to go up to like the, you know, the record slash bong store uh-huh. like in Huntington Beach and they always had like free Vice magazines and oh. I all, I read that there, you know, there's and I'm like, "Oh great, this is helpful because it was like this kind of practical uh guide to to how to how to perform oral sex on a woman, and there was a uh, there's an analog. There's the Vice Guide to Sucking Dick, I believe. Oh, okay. Um, it, which was also very uh, you know, was was super descriptive and elaborate. That was really useful in college. It was very yeah, exactly. And, For you, Jesse, and you know, post college where I just was finding myself and just <laughs> yeah. kind of figuring some stuff out. Sure. And, and now, even now, when you're short on rent in West Hollywood, it's useful. That you know, it it, it comes in handy. Yeah. Uh, but I have so never seen. He writes. I have never seen Mouthy. a comparable thing for a hand job, but it is something that can be done. Like I have, I artfully, feel like, right? Absolutely. So, uh, did you ever get any advice on the hand job? And well, so what was it? I I gave a couple, mm-hmm. and then I saw something about how to give this incredible hand job, <laughs> and I thought I was onto something. Mm-hmm. And I would use it, and it had something. There was like a behind hand cup, and mm-hmm. then a front hand flat, and it was a it was a two hand job, mm-hmm. and there was like suction and pressure. A okay. double HJ. And it turns out, but the, okay, so then only recently did I. <laughs> this is getting a little. But I asked Andy. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see. I was just curious about, like, how he jerks off. Like, what is that? Andy's your husband. Oh, this is actually my brother-in-law, Your (laughs) brother-in-law, But I was surprised that it's much less complicated and, like, uh, involved. And I assume that the way you guys do it is the way that's the optimal way because you're doing it. Mm. No? That's an interesting theory. So I, I Here's just think the thing. all my bells and whistles maybe were overkill. A man doesn't exactly masturbate for pleasure. Pleasure is part of it. Yeah. And there are cases where a man masturbates for pleasure. But in many cases, 
I would say I would say rather than saying it it's would just be because the you're best bored. Way. It's just because you're bored on the bus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a man masturbates about that. Cause... The manner in which a man's in which a man pleasures himself is less likely to be the best way mm-hmm. than it is to be the most efficient way. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, like. Look, we all indulge ourselves from time to time. Sure, sure. Um, but yeah, no, you're not really looking for. You know, I guess you could. I guess you could try a bunch of different stuff. Sure. When you're going to town, I like also could... I should mention like my hand job days are mostly behind me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. It's a very rare thing, so I don't like. Yeah, I'm not. You know, it's so it's it's, so, it's it's by far the worst job. You know, I'll say this: re hand job. Uh, <laughs> when you're like in a dating relationship or you're in a long term relationship with someone, like that, there is a point where the hand jobs stop. Sure. Um, but it's like it's like into the relationship, one will randomly come up, like it'll just happen, and you're like, oh. How about that? All right. Like, it's yeah. like, oh, I haven't eaten at Carl's Jr. in a while. Right. And then when you do, it's really good. You're like, I wouldn't want that. Like, I'm not going to eat that once a week. It's pretty good. Well, it's also, it is in the same way that nothing against CJ's, but yeah. you, it's kind of but, sad when it happens because it means that someone <laughs> is not in the mood for another J. Sure. Or the whole nine. Right. So once you're once you've been married for a I like while, the, I like the delicacy with which we're approaching this subject. <laughs> or fucking raw dog. <laughs> anyway, I do also want to say mm-hmm. I like the Vice magazine. I'm glad that there are articles out there. Yeah, eating pussy is maybe misleading, as is sure sucking dick. Yeah, both. Yeah. Just for the teenage listeners out there, right. if I can... Who should not be listening to this. <laughs> Who should not be listening to this, but if you are... Hey, this is no worse than what goes on on a given episode of Awkward, okay? That's <laughs> very know. true. I've never seen one. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I feel like... Uh, I feel like, that, yeah, that like that deep into the relationship hand job is kind of like... It's just this like little bit of like sex fun that you guys can have. It's like, oh hey, I just gave you a hand job. All right. Like it's not <laughs> like you but you're right. I mean I guess it is I guess it is we don't want to actually have sex. I but. yeah, I think that this has happened once in the last year okay. of our relationship. And it was because Your I Your relationship with us. <laughs> with yeah. you guys. Yeah. Um That's what <laughs> Elizabeth you mentioned you had uh come over earlier and not recorded. Right. Um it wasn't because we had a technical error. It was because No, I was two two hand jobs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we were so sleepy. <laughs> we're just, yeah. We just curled up on our uh, mats. And that's the only time that's happened in the last year of us knowing each other. I think it's important for me to admit that I can only reach orgasm if Jordan's there. That is important to note. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was really fun to come on the honeymoon, though. Like, yeah. That was, it was just a nice little vacation I wasn't yeah, expecting. Totally. <laughs> That's sweet, you guys. Um, oh, I just wanted to say. Just stick your nose in a good book. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> Get oh, away from man. it all. So many. Uh, oh, uh, Andy, the one hand job that happened in the last year was me. <laughs> <laughs> this is so me. Like, Playing a Vietnamese woman who's giving him a happy ending. 
<laughs> so wait. So you were. So I guess here's here's what I'm imagining. You're oh like, my God. Andy, By the way, I'm was... auditioning for Saturday Night Live. I've got this great character, and I just want to workshop it a little bit. That's to be exactly... to be fair, she was auditioning for Mad TV five right. years ago. Mad TV, yes. When it yeah, was still I on missed, television. I missed the boat on the yeah. Mad TV. But I don't want that character to die. Yeah. So right. I resurrect her every once in a while. In a inappropriate situation. <laughs> yes. Did it was it one of those things where it started out as like you guys were just goofing around? Yes. It's like, well now I've got to finish the hand. Yeah, job. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. funny. Anyway, there you have That's it, you terrific. guys. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs> It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Elizabeth Lame, eater of sweets. Hmm. Oh, that's nice. Oh, uh, we're, we're you talking about like eater a toffee? Of, you should say eater of souls. Yeah, <laughs> that's better. Yeah. <laughs> I meant, I meant uh, baked goods. Oh, okay. But souls is way better. Yeah. Co- souls of shoes? It's a great way to get power. That's true. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm talking about like someone's essence. Like oh, someone's, yeah, 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 yeah. Eater of souls. I learned how to eat soul on Vice Magazine, how to, oh, how yeah. to eat Oh, the Vice soul. Magazine Guide to Eating Soul. You picked yes. that up at the Huntington Beach skate shop. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Coco and Sissy are joining us for this segment. They heard that we were talking about hand jobs. They didn't want to miss it. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, I've, I've got a great idea. Please. I would love to hear your great idea. I'm going to start a MaximumFun.org softball team. Okay. Here's the good news. Great. I'm the star of the softball team. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yay, you this did is, it. The total composition of the softball team is me, mm-hmm. you, okay. uh, Julia, mm-hmm. Nick, producers of Bullseye. Sure. Uh, Lindsay gets to be on it. Lindsay's Lindsay's got a, a part time working job starting soon on at Maximum Fun, uh, so she gets to be on it. So I think it's basically a powerhouse team. Yeah, I mean, sounds like a good group. I mean, a we, lot of heart. You know what? <laughs> yeah, that means you guys are gonna lose. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. We, it's a re- it's a rebuilding year. We for might the have to. Fun. We, we might have to bring in a couple ringers, like a couple real sports superstars. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking about letting Brian and Aaron from Throwing Shade play on the team. Oh yeah, they're yeah they're pretty. Jacked. Oh hey, Brian looks good. He's like lost a bunch of weight. Brian does look good. Brian Sav, he's a handsome man. He is so no handsome. About that. But I has he lost weight or did I not but see no, I've, it before? I've I've noticed the last couple of times I've seen him, he's looking f- fitter than he. He looks so good. Yeah. I've been noticing that he looks gayer, but I guess that just means fitter. Yeah, that's better <laughs> and better. Yeah, yeah. He looks tremendous. They they they're they're a little bit too good looking of a pair for podcasting. I think so too. They're way too yeah. yeah they're they're slumming it with podcasting. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, what can you do? They could have a vlog. <laughs> That's how good-looking they are. They could be vlogging. They could be the next rocket boom. Oh, I love it. Um, but I think it's going to be a pretty great softball team. I, You know, we got five players. That's the, that's the best number to have on a softball yeah, team. Yeah, sounds about right. Seven if we add Aaron and Brian. I may have added those numbers up wrong, mm-hmm. by the way. I'll um, come and – because I, I don't know if you guys know, but I was a cheerleader. Oh. So I can do some – Pretty inspiring cheers. I've heard I've heard that's a, a really good place to work on skills like athleticism, uh sportsmanship, team spirit, and hand jobs. Indeed. <laughs> all of those. Um yeah. It was a 
I learned it all. Did you did you date the football team? Was that a classic cheerleader football team situation? Did I date the entire yes, team? Yes. Did you? Yes. Yes. Did you have them line up for a hand job <laughs> for speed hand I jobs? I know because they had to perform. Um, no, I see. I actually was captain for two years, which was unheard of. Oh wow! But it was because I had. I had not heard of it, so I'll confirm. I that. mean, it's such a, I mean, it's such a treacherous environment. It seems like it would be a little bit like Game of Thrones, where you're always someone's always trying to unseat you. Yeah, I always had to look over my shoulder. Right. It's like serving multiple terms on the cabinet. You know, a lot of people after four years, they're exhausted. They want to go home to their home districts. I had so yeah. You're re-upping as Secretary of the Interior <laughs> that second year that you're. Also, yeah. you had a, always had a freshman taste your wine before you drank it to make sure <laughs> That's it had right. not been poisoned. Your box wine at right. the cheerleaders oh, and football party. It was Zima, you guys. Right. Um, <laughs> Someone has poisoned my Zima. <laughs> I am undone. I was not the most – it was not like a popular thing. I wasn't like the cutest. I was always the base of the pyramid, if that tells you anything. It, but it was it was got a lot of power. The, is the power. strong haunches. I was uh I was I was the most I'd say spirited and mm-hmm. responsible. Oh. So that's why I was I thought captain. those were the primary I thought those were the primary requirements to be a cheerleader. But a lot of it had to be with do with being super cute and like hot and Dancy, and well, you're all of those things. Oh, thanks. Um, well, I wasn't, I'd say I was the least of those things on the squad, but I was the most kind of like you're wearing capizios right now. I am, you're super dancy, (laughs) unitard, the whole nine, (laughs) sure, dance belt. Um, that's for me. You're smoking a cigarette and looking at other people contemptuously. Mm -hmm. That's right, it's hard to do in the sound booth, Mm -hmm. but. I managed to. You're looking to do at it. pictures of them on your phone <laughs> and scowling, Smoking. looking at them sideways. That's right. Um, so you mentioned that the. You say, oh, I was at the bottom of the period, if that pyramid, if that means anything. <laughs> I guess it doesn't really. Is the top of the pyramid usually reserved for the, you know, Queen Bee? Yes. Okay. It's like the, those are the flyers. Oh. And they're like the super. They're like Kristen tiny, Bell types. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were the ones who lifted them up. Oh, right. <laughs> You were the George Step. You were you were you were the you fulfilled a George W. Bush type role on the cheer squad. That oh, I hate to say that, but okay. But as my friend Mary Elizabeth said, sorry, is that too complimentary? (laughs) Yeah, I. I We don't want to bombard you with flattery. (laughs) Am I embarrassing you? (laughs) Oh shit! Um, My friend Mary Elizabeth said, "Well, we couldn't all be flyers." Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> Which I think she said That's it best. really philosophical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you so. know what? Mary Elizabeth is young, but she's really kind of wise. Sure. Yeah. She's very wise. Sage. No, remember when she said that you don't have to be high to have fun? <laughs> I don't think she ever said that. Oh! I don't, I don't think she believes oh, that. Boy. I'm just kidding. No. Mary but Elizabeth did, yeah. was blazing it up, you guys. <laughs> she did coin beer before liquor, never sicker, though, right? <laughs> Mary Elizabeth was too busy snorting bath salts to <laughs> oh. show up to cheer practice. Guys, can we talk about bath salts and... and- the yeah, state I of just drugs. Re- I just read. Yes. I, we can definitely talk about bath salts because I, uh, in classic dad fashion, just read a big ass article about uh, bath salts on the website of the News Hour. Mm, okay. Jesse, like, I would be concerned about your son yeah. because drugs, they used to be 
they would make you like hot and skinny and like coked out and part. And now it's like everything, it went from meth to bath salts. And next, I'm concerned people are just going to be slamming bricks into their faces. And yeah, I mean, if you and Mary Elizabeth were going to high school now, I mean, before it made her, you know, a peppy, a fun, you know, peppy member of the cheer team. I think right. now she would just be eating her own skin. I know. It's hor- This like, is This <laughs> is what I learned about bath salts from this NewsHour article. Mm-hmm. So basically... You know, the thing that makes you feel good in your brain is dopamine, right? Mm -hmm. And different drugs have different effects on dopamine or the things that catch dopamine, basically. And the the analogy they used with bath salts was it was like a faucet where amphetamines turns on your dopamine and cocaine closes the sink. So essentially the dopamine doesn't leave. Oh. Um, and essentially bath salts have both of those effects at once. Um, so essentially your brain overflows and flips the fuck out. Hmm. Um, and then with feel good hormones? Yeah, with feel good hormones oh. and and you then go insane. And the other thing about bath salts is that all of these other all of these other drugs lose their effect after they after they leave your system. But from what they can tell, bath salts change the way your brain works <laughs> and breaks it. Wow! So that basically you end up like one of the big one of the big uh, effects of these bath salts, which are a sort of this synthetic. Um, this th- synthetic stimulant is the and f- Crabtree and Evelyn make some. Yeah, right? you, you get them. You get them at Restoration Hardware. <laughs> okay. um, they have Good. a line. You can get them at the body shop. Yeah. Um, I got super fi- uh, fucked up off this big stainless steel mixing bowl I got there once. Right. <laughs> I mean, I was rolling for days. Yeah. Just from licking that mixing bowl. Wow. But apparently, people often this is like a a frequent side effect of these things want to tear off their clothes, and then once their clothes have been torn off, they want to tear off parts of their own bodies. (laughs) Holy shit! Um, And this was, and I want to be clear, this was not an article in Newsweek. You know, this wasn't an article in... Is does sexting cause cancer? In the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. This was trending in the This was in the PBS Mm -hmm. NewsHour. This is like... This is a very, very sober, thoughtful, considered, non-alarmist news source. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Now, uh, actually... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I just want to say, kids. Again, I assume your entire audience is of thirteen-year-olds, and I (laughs) yeah, really play this. They play this at the YMCA, (laughs) so when the kids go there for after-school programs, this is good. This is kind of what. Well, it's like I think another another sort of contemporary another drug that has become uh, contemporary since uh, the the lot of us were of drug using age Mm -hmm. um, is salvia. Oh, sure. No, sure, yeah. Um, Hannah Montana does it, right? <laughs> yeah. And the defining characteristic of salvia, which is a, um, which is a uh, uh, you know, it, it's uh, psychedelic, is that it compresses time so that a very short period of time, or expands time, I should say, so that a very short period of time that you're high on this thing, which is why they have YouTube videos of kids being high on it. You're, it only works on you for like a couple minutes. But it feels like forever, and essentially you lose your sense of self <laughs> and feel like – and not like you feel like you're one with the universe. You feel like you are nothing to the universe, 
and it's very Buddhist that being alive is the same as being dead or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Yay! Like, what is the appeal of these drugs? That's what I want to know. Like, well, salvia, I, I get. Well, I don't actually. Uh-huh. I do want to name drop here. I'm good friends with Eric Hofstad, who. It's uh, of of the driving on Salvia fame, which I think was the original YouTube video. Uh-huh. But um, I, don't, I haven't heard of this. What is it? Oh, I, I'm big friends with the Double Rainbow from the Double Rainbow video, so I'm <laughs> oh, not sweating it. Okay. Well, um, he he has a very famous driving while on Salvia video. Is with, that safe to drive? Probably not. No, safe. not very not safe. Not at all. But um, the 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 thing I'm mostly worried about is just. Vanity, like back when drugs made you look cool, I don't understand the appeal now because you can see that when you do meth, you look terrible. So you're miss you miss heroin chic is what you're saying. Yes, let's bring back some heroin. (laughs) You want a more Kate Mossy drug world? Yes, I get it, kids. If that's what you're going for, I don't understand that you're going to rip your own skin off and then have scars. Your preferred drug is Fen Fen. Oh, the good, stretch, the glory yes. days. Don't even bring it up. Um, <laughs> oh. You know, actually, this it's funny that this comes up because I think I am maybe going to have to uh, – this is coming up next week and maybe look at some harder drugs in the face than I usually do. Uh, Elizabeth, I uh, I was talking about this a couple episodes ago. Uh, I'm planning a bachelor party oh. and it's next weekend oh. and kind of the – the discussion we were having on the podcast is like kind of I was trying to plan some things and the best man was trying to plan some things. Okay. And we were kind of butting heads. Oh, boy. He – Jordan wanted to make it a destination bachelor party. Sure. And the best man wanted to have it in a flop house. <laughs> so the theme is drugs. Well, okay. Here's – here's A flop house. Here's kind of what – No, not literally a flop house. Here's what has okay. – tra- his house. He just wanted everyone to come to his house. But oh. his house has a lot of mattresses on the floor. Right, exactly. Oh. And a TV that's just turned to static. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so here's what's happened is we've kind of agreed on what to do. We're going to go to – we're going to do it in San Diego for the weekend. It is going to be a weekend-long thing. Um, but yeah, we've planned some activities and it looks like it's going to be really fun. So I um, – you know, I was I was having a drink the other night with the groom-to-be and he's like, you know um, – and he's like, yeah, well, my uh, – my my new brother in law is going to come along, so you know uh, he's probably going to ha- he's he's probably going to be reporting back to everybody on what we do. Oh, uh, and I was like, well, hey, you know what? I mean, I think it's like, hey, it's fine. I mean, I think if we just make friends with him, mm-hmm. and you know, if it happens that we all end up at a strip club, then you know he'll be having fun too, and he won't. You know, sure. Feel the need to tattle because he's part of the group. Or you make you make him the guiltiest party, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And you pay someone to give him a hand job, right? But the groom to be, he's like, uh, it's not the strip club I'm worried about. These guys are going to want to do a lot of hard drugs. Whoa! <laughs> uh, so it looks like I am going to be in a group with some guys who are doing like you know, like I enjoy smoking pot from time to time. Sure, and I. You know, I could count on one hand the amount of times I've done cocaine, but less um, than five. Yeah. Um, well, five. are you counting? It, are you counting rubbing it on your erect penis? Oh no, uh, I could count on my hands and toes. <laughs> yeah, um, hands and penis. So yeah, and it's and even when I've done that, it's been like just super a super little tiny bit. Um, but I think 
this weekend, these guys are going to be doing a lot of crazy stuff. Are and you going to do I, it? I don't know. I'm a little – like I'm afraid of hallucinogens. I'm afraid of hallucinating. It sounds awful to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I don't know. And I and I imagine my tolerance is way lower than these guys from what it sounds. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm wondering, like, I have to, like... We should mention, these guys are the 1986 New York Mets. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan's best Good friend from high school is Dwight Doc Gooden. Oh, mm-hmm. boy. So, yeah, You're I don't... You're in for a wild ride. Have, 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 have you guys ever been in a situation where you're like, uh-oh, this is getting too hardcore for me? Um, you know... No, I don't think drug wise. No, I I think those days are are behind us pretty solidly. Yeah. I asked Andy two nights ago, do you think you'll ever do hard drugs again? And he Mm -hmm. was like, I'm sure I'll do coke once or twice again in my life. He's in the music business. Sure. Um, Off of someone's tits. He's going to have to have have a meeting in the back of a limousine with Steely Dan. And it's just going to come up. He should do it off Shakira's baby when she has it. <laughs> Shakira's pregnant. Is she? She is. He's going to be her. devastated to hear that. Oh, really? Shakira it was his freebie for quite some time. Oh, wow. Um, Shakira's a very attractive she's woman. Very attractive. Yeah, he had a good freebie pick. Mine was Dave Matthews. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> he's like changed. South Africans. Yeah, it's all it's all changed. That's right. Um, then it became Lady Smith Black Mombazo. <laughs> It's, uh, that got disqualified because that's 12 guys. Right. At what point, when we lived in Brooklyn... <laughs> it was Nelson Mandela. <laughs> said, yeah. No, I said mine is just... We lived across the street from a firehouse, mm-hmm. and mine was just a fireman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That one, specifically. <laughs> yeah. um, so That's funny. You can just pick a whole job. Yeah. No, it, then we had to revamp that. We only get a one switch per year sort of thing. Okay. And when, a, he, when he changed his to a sex pot, mm-hmm. that's yeah. when you knew you were in trouble. Well, I thought I had Dave Matthews at that point, and mm-hmm. I had recently switched. Mm-hmm. So I was locked in with Dave Matthews for... At least a year. At least a year. Then you figured out that Dave Matthews doesn't have sex. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I, I have really complicated emotions about that. Yeah. The most erotic thing you could do with Dave Matthews would be he would braid your hair. <laughs> He, and then probably... he would he would like over my naked body would go <laughs> and then you would orgasm. <laughs> That's right. So it's quite lovely. Did you know Dave Matthews just came out with a new album and it was like the number one album? I'm always surprised when I hear that 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 to me seems like such a weird pull from like you my think... high school and early college days. It's like oh wow, that's still popular. You think he would have been fully supplanted by a Jack Johnson by now? Totally right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, he still is like I don't know what I'm. He's gonna... still Dave Matthews. He's still DMB. Mm-hmm. He, I think they're the highest grossing band ever. That's crazy. It's like yeah, for like concert for tours concert or something tours like and that. Stuff yeah. like that. It's, it's weird. Crazy. Anyway. Anyway. Um, so my taste is I have expensive tastes mm-hmm. and uh, sure yeah who's your who's your pick now? Um, I think it's still Paul Rudd. That's a good one. I'd have a hard time not sleeping with Paul Rudd. Oh, he's so so charming. fun. He's so fun. He is married. He would make <laughs> me being uncomfortable with gay sex. Fun. He makes some fun jokes about it. He make us both feel comfortable. Yeah. He'd be like, my, I don't my want dick. to have sex with a man, 
Yeah. But he would just do some fun stuff, and, and first, I'd be like, I don't have, know. When well, you're doing it with Rudd, sure. it's just fun. Well, here's what happens. You do it twice. You do right. it once for the script. Right. And then Rudd just does a take for himself. <laughs> or you just let him go. You let Rudd go. You see what comes out. Oh, yeah. You know it would be good. It would be good times. Right. Because he's comfortable improvising. Oh, Have he, you ever had one of these, Jordan? Uh, a who would we sleep with? Yeah. Uh, I mean, no, I'm only in exclusively polyamorous relationships right. with celebrities. <laughs> sure. No, but actually I have never had to have this who would your freebie be. And I also just want to say, well, I should have this conversation with my husband. I'm pretty sure that this is a all, in, oh, <laughs> all in jest. You know what? Never uh-huh. mind. I have. Oh, who is I it? I did. Uh, I had I had to have a, a, a conversation with a long-term girlfriend, and mine was Mila Jovovich. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I don't really know who Mila Jovovich is. Uh, star of the Resident Evil films. Okay. Star of the Blue Lagoon. Uh, Blue Lagoon. Uh, the, the, fifth, Blue... the Fifth Element. Oh. These are some of my favorite films, so oh, I don't know why I wouldn't. Yeah, Go yeah, watch yeah. Blue Lagoon. I mean, she was like 13 at the time, but she was hot. Well, I mean. Most 13-year-olds. So. That's I mean, true. And... And, and, yeah, that's 13 true. and hot. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, now, I mean, basically, the fact that it would ever be anyone other than Christina Hendricks is unfathomable to me. Right. Oh. Like, if I had to have the conversation now. But yeah. yeah. This, was, be... this was pre-Mad Men, the Mila Jovovich pick. Sure, sure, sure. Anyway. Understandable. Sure. But um, you'd seen you'd seen Christina Hendricks on that one episode of Firefly, though, right? <laughs> oh, you know what I I I had, but for I some seriously it didn't take. I'm not usually I'm not usually that interested in a lady from a film or television program. I remember watching that episode of Firefly sure. and being like, Jesus Christ! Like I'm like sweating from my hands. <laughs> like, wow, what is this lady all about? Well, you know that's a real recent thing for me. Like growing up, I was never like. You know, I think all my, you know, like my friends had maxims and they're like, Here, you know, here's like, oh, we no, in, had no interest for me. Yeah, no, I never really liked it's only been in the past couple years that I've been get, like I've had movie and TV crushes and it's really oh. new to me. I think the most like potent one other than Christina Hendricks, and I think I've talked about it on the show, was like doing a binge watch of Parks and Recreation and then just feeling really, really uncomfortable whenever April came on the screen. Because um, I'm like, oh, mm, I feel uncomfortable. I shouldn't be this feeling this sexual while watching a is comedy. Is that Aubrey's? Aubrey Plaza, yeah. Oh, okay. Sure. Ooh, interesting. Anyway. Um, well, that's, and that one is extra uncomfortable because she sort of travels sort of half a so- social circle separated from you. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, she's a real-life person. No, we haven't. Okay. Uh-uh. And uh, I would not allow That'll it. I would not day. allow it. It'd be a great gift for us, but you I don't think I could. A, you wouldn't allow it. No, no, no. I oh. wouldn't show up. <sighs> We're such opposites. You, because you want to see the person. You've well, had like... so many firemen on Totally. <laughs> 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 it's weird that you're like, oh, here's a bunch of like great people from the world of comedy, comedy. and then just a fireman. <laughs> like, are there going to be some paramedics on later? No. no. <laughs> we specialize in comedy. And firemen. <laughs> you keep telling these firemen that you do a show about spaghetti recipes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Chili. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anything, anything that has to simmer for a while. Yeah. It's, uh, those episodes are a little more challenging <laughs> than the comedy people. <laughs> I don't know why. It's yeah. weird that firemen don't want to talk about hand jobs. Yeah. Well, yeah. 
Sure. One, one time my wife, my wife and I have never really talked about this. One time she admitted to uh, thinking Benicio Del Toro was really attractive. And I was really, I really didn't want to know about any other celebrity that she thought was attractive because I was pretty comfortable with Benicio Del Toro. Sure. Uh, he's ugly hot. Yeah. And he's also so classy. Sure. You know what I mean? Like if she if she had said that she said that guy that played Thor was really attractive. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Nothing against that guy that played Thor. And he's is, you know, objectively he's an attractive man. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's why he got to play <clears throat> Thor. And I don't know. I didn't see Thor, but I saw the Avengers. He was perfectly good in it. Totally. But Thor's great. But <laughs> I, uh, I would have been an uncom- uncomfortable with that because it would have been like if I had told her that I found Pamela Anderson really attractive or something. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Women, I'm always suspect of women who are with guys who are like... Super ripped like me and Jordan. That's right. <laughs> I don't trust it. Like really conventionally hot. No, this is true. The conventionally, socially stamped hot guys that are like perfect and boring, I don't get it. I don't think real women find that attractive at all because real women's like sexual. Real women have curves. A, they mm. have curves. B, they want their group back. Uh-huh. <laughs> C, they exclusively use Dove beauty products. That's right. Um, and of course, think like a man. <laughs> I uh my 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 the point I'm trying to find is that sexual fantasy for women has more to do with like power and the story than just like the way someone looks. So I don't I I don't get the whole like oh he's I don't know I'm trying to think of someone who's like conventionally so hot that has nothing else behind it. I don't buy it. Like I get Benny Del Toro. Mm-hmm. I understand that. You call him Benny? Yes. Again, we should explain it's double uncomfortable since we travel in the same social circles right, yeah, as Benicio yeah. Del Toro. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> werewolves. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Other werewolves. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Elizabeth Lame, Paul Rudd, future. Paul Rudd, future fucker. I mean, I mean that kind of even kind of sounds like Paul Blart Mall Cop. I mean, yeah. could this be You could pit, you know, you're a professional screenwriter. You could pitch this story to Paul Rudd and then see if you could find a way to get yourself cast in it. I could do that. Yeah. The fear, of course, as everyone knows, is they won't cast an unknown like me mm. and I'll have to watch my very fantasy getting played out by uh, like an Elizabeth well, Banks. Yeah. Here's that would the, hurt. Here's the here's what how I kind of see this. <laughs> my do- my dogs by the way uh have decided to start wrestling on the floor inside the <laughs> recording studio. Uh so here's kind of how I see Paul Rudd future fucker going. Oh please. So it starts it starts in a in a you know in a future not unlike the future laid out in Demolition Man. Right. It's Wesley you know, Snipes has blonde hair. <laughs> right, exactly. And uh cuts out a guy's eye to open a door. Um so it's it's a future and it's very like it's it's a utopia. Like it's perfect, you know, white cylindrical buildings, you know, the cars drive themselves, there's no pollution. Right. You know, that's food. what a land would be like if I were fucking Paul Rudd. Well, <laughs> it, here's how I see Paul Rudd future fucker going. And and it and it um 
you know, and all sex because, you know, to eliminate STDs and unwanted pregnancies, all sex happens like in a virtual space. Uh, so like when mm. you're a couple, you <laughs> you're losing here's me. where I'm going. Here's where I'm. Go- OK, stay with me. Okay. Uh, oh, typical executive. You don't want to sit still for more than five minutes to listen to my pitch. And then is there genital touching genital having? Here's what happens. Okay. Paul Rudd has been frozen cryogenically for some reason. And he's, he's Paul Rudd. He's, and he's a man from our time. And he's in the future, and he's the only man who knows how to actually have sex because it's been relegated to this virtual world. And so, you know, all the women of the future um, are just begging Paul Rudd for it because, you know, the future man is, you know, uh, foppish and impotent. Right. um, Because he only knows virtual sex. And so Paul Rudd just fucks his way across the future. And maybe you won't be the lead it might be you know an elizabeth banks, banks or an aubrey plaza or something sure. like well that. aubrei plaza if, uh, yeah. now we're talking <laughs> um you guys are you understand that you guys are collaborating on this pitch. <laughs> right right this right. is so yeah this is so we can watch our celebrity crutches have sex with each other <laughs> also the sex in the movie is real um but yeah but maybe you could be you know like there's a montage or something where he's fucking various future women sure i'd get yeah i'd get a moment to shine yeah in like a hover car or something okay. i think if you broke up the timeline on this this thing if you brought some things back some things forward you could get steven soderbergh out of retirement and if mm. you could get steven soderbergh out of retirement i think you could get them to have real unsimulated sex because he's an artiste yeah he yeah he keeps it real mm-hmm. you guys i really like this i kind of do too paul rudd i mean i guess you'd have to i mean i guess his name can't be paul rudd so it'd have to be you know like you know billy blorp future fucker something like that i like it but you could pitch it as Paul Rudd, future fucker. Yeah, I would, right. want yeah, yeah. I would definitely want I, and I also Think be, Paul Rudd. I believe in the like law of attraction, so I would want to put out there Paul Rudd, future fucker. Sure. Put this up on your dream board and let's see what we can do. I know. Oprah. Calling Oprah. <laughs> let's get, let's, I think Oprah will produce this, right? Let's I get, think so. Let's get Pra on the phone, see what she has yeah. to say. That's what I call her with Pra-ha. good friends. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of people. I mean, Oprah usually does like, you know, kind of like serious lifetime. You know, when she does a movie, she does like serious lifetime movies. But I think she's like. Open. Yeah, it's like a raunchy R rated comedy. Yeah. With time travel. Man, you guys, I don't see how this could fail. Yeah, I mean, it's basically a guaranteed Mm, success. It's a guaranteed. I love it. Um, I would like to mention Mm -hmm. uh, that we are going to be in San Francisco. Yes. At the San Francisco. Burrito comedy, comedy and burrito, and burrito festival. festival. Yeah, what? San Francisco comedy and burrito festival. That sounds like a dream. You don't have to tell me. This is literally. I our friend, uh, uh, a longtime Max Funster named Amin, is running this festival. Eh, Max Funster might be a stretch, but a guy known to us, a friend of ours, and I've known Amin for a long time. When he announced that he was even thinking about this, I emailed Amin and said, "You do this without me." You're cut out of You're my life. You're dead to me. You're dead to me. Like, I will do anything. Like we're we're not getting paid to participate in this festival. I think I mean might be buying our plane tickets, but I told him, "Fucking San Francisco Comedy and Burrito Festival." If I'm not in the San Francisco Comedy and Burrito Festival, what even is that festival? What is life? Really? There are no uh, Arch Barker. Yeah, Arch Barker. Yeah, it's yeah. probably Arch Barker. Just get Arch Barker in there. Um, <laughs> when o- is this? It's October 12th and 13th. Go to sfcomedyandburritofestival.com. 
uh, to get your tickets for it. You can also get passes. Five bucks off if you use uh, the code word Max Fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are a sponsor of the San Francisco Comedy and Burrito Festival. It's a lot of fun. A lot of great comedians are going to be there. Yeah, yeah. I've I, I looked at the lineup recently. There's a lot of funny, funny people, and I think uh, maybe maybe the San Franciscans won't know some of them because there's a lot of uh, LA going up to it. But uh, there are some really, really choice people. Yeah, yeah. well chosen group of people. Say who? Got a Matt Bronger. Yeah. You got a Dave Ross. Yeah. You got a Barbara Gray. Okay. I don't these know. are all very funny people. Awesome. Yes, these are these are very talented, uh, funny group of people. Well, you know, you know that with a name like that, mm-hmm. only the best, yes, are going to insist, like Jesse did, to be a part of it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm wildly jealous right now. Yeah, you know what? You're not going to get to perform there. You're not going to get <laughs> to eat burritos there. Don't make me cry. I'm sorry. I'm I'm a native of San Francisco's burrito district. This is who I am. I will be consuming. I will be I'll probably eat a burrito from El Taco Loco. I will probably eat a burrito from Pancho Villa. I will probably eat a burrito from El Farolito. But no burritos. I, I, agree, eaten from I El agree. Taco. <laughs> I agree with the with the director or the producer of this event that if I am to eat a burrito from El Farolito, I will be eating a burrito from the El Farolito in the OMI. Not the inner mission, El Farolito, the outer mission. Almost in the Excelsior, El Farolito, which may be the best burrito in San Francisco. Ooh. This is 2012. I'm not afraid to change with the times. Yeah, Vic, I can't, I mean, again, Congrat- it's an election year, taking the hard, taking the hard stances. SF Comedy and Burrito Festival. My head is getting com. into a very weird position because that dog is on the wire. And this dog is- <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth is in a very, very comical uh, dog-related knot right now. It's pretty cute. I wish you could see it. Yeah, she's she's really worked in, worked herself into a sort of off kilter, <laughs> sort of muscular dystrophy-ish <laughs> shape. Um, she looks like maybe one side of her head has lost its muscle oh, yeah. powers. Because uh, Coco was lying on her headphone cord and Sissy is sit- standing on her lap as though Sissy is the boss of Elizabeth Lame. She is right now. Yeah. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Elizabeth Lame, slave to dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I got, you know, it's, I'm glad that you're a dog enthusiast. I knew that you were a dog enthusiast. I knew you did dog agility with your dog. That's right. Um, and so I knew it was okay for me to bring in my girls so that they wouldn't be alone because my wife's out of town. Yeah. So thank you for being so nice about that. Hey, this week's Jordan, Jesse Go, and every Jordan, Jesse mm-hmm. Go, brought to you in part by Ask Metafilter. Thousands of life's little questions answered online at ask.metafilter.com. They're the best. You know what would be a good question to ask on Ask Metafilter? Um, Where, which El Farolito should I get a burrito at in San Francisco? Oh, okay. There'd be experts on that. Does it get that specific? People would know. That's great. That's the kind of shit they'd make it their business to know. I'm going to ask Metafilter. Will I have sexual intercourse with Paul Rudd? <laughs> I think now you're, you're thinking asking, of a magic eight ball. Yeah, you're, you're thinking of a magic eight ball. Ask oh. Metafilter cannot predict the future. It is not mystical. Oh. It is simply a website with a lot of bright, well-informed people that want to help you. Okay. 
Has what any... are the odds that Paul Rudd and I will have <laughs> that they can answer? See now that they might <laughs> someone might work up a work up a probability chart of yeah. some kind for you on that subject. Um, yeah, I know every you know couples have that like which celebrity is your past. I wonder if that's ever come into play for anyone. <laughs> I wonder if it like actually happened. Someone's like, oh shit, like I yeah I met. Uh, Pamela and Well, I think yeah. I think it gets a little pink. weird. Yeah. What kind of couple's pass is pink? Well, you know what? I saw like an urban lesbian couple. <laughs> I saw pink. And I had no particular opinions about pink one way or the other. I have uh, pink is uh pink's all right for that kind of thing. Yeah. Um I saw her on the Daily Show a couple days ago and was kind of attracted to her. Maybe mm. it's my new being attracted to women on TV thing. Maybe it's just mm-hmm. a, any woman now on a woman TV. who a camera is pointed at. But I'm like, hey, pink. The other good. day you were telling me about how hot Barbara Walters is, and I couldn't understand it. But now it's just because she was that on TV. Yeah. No, you know, I do. I definitely have a little bit of a a little bit of a thing for the um, that kind of short punk haircut. Uh-huh. I've always kind of wanted one of those, those girls to like me, and they never do. But interesting. Uh, but maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was like a latent. Yeah. Thing from high school, like, oh, she reminds me of like someone who I would want. Right. Who to... would never give me the time of day. Um, it gets weird when the if the husband is picking someone that he's like, I'm going to be working with her in three weeks, so I'm choosing Yeah, yeah. You know, whatever. For a while my past was Nick, my producer on Bonsai. <laughs> he's very attractive. But uh, it... Oh, Pink's husband Pink's husband winged me one time. Carrie? Uh, yeah, Carrie Hart. Yeah. Famous motorcycle guy. Yeah. Uh, I was, uh, I, I knew him pretty well when I was working for Fuel TV. He's like oh. a super nice guy. And like, you know, it's always down to, you know, he's kind of more of a personality than he is an athlete these mm-hmm. days. And like did a lot of stuff with Fuel. Was always super nice. Would always like, you know, uh, invite us to his parties and stuff. And uh, we were doing a thing for the opening of his tattoo shop in Vegas. Oh. And we were at like their after party. And uh, I, I mentioned that a girl looked cute who was at the other end of the party. And he went up and brought her over. And he's like, have you met my friend Jordan? No. He's hilarious. And now you're... Fucking Carrie Hart. Stand up guy. Stand up. And now you're gunning for his wife. And, now, and then now Shakira's pregnant. What can That's you all do? I'm saying. When you said that he winged you, I yeah. just assumed I my picture just went immediately to everyone in extreme sports has punched Jordan. <laughs> right. Just because that one guy punched you. Some that guys one time. punch me, but some guys try and help me get laid. Oh, that's so, really you know, cool. It evens out. It does even out. Hey, speaking of speaking of trying to help Jordan get laid, October fifteenth is Max Fun Day. Right. This oh. is our upcoming. One day pledge drive. We decided to compress our entire pledge drive into one day. It's all about new donors to MaximumFun.org. So we're trying to get a thousand new donors at Maximum Fun on this one day, Max Ugh. Fun Day. Um, we're going to be Twittering like crazy with the hashtag Max Fun Day. We're going to be. And you know she's a hoe. <laughs> yeah, those two. Yeah. Um, so either go to hashtag Max Fun Day or you know she's a hoe. We're going to be asking existing members to shame everyone they know into doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, just this one day. It's going to be just a 24 hour bacchanalia of. Madness. We're going to have Google Hangouts. My dogs are getting upset. They're so pumped <laughs> up about this about thing. Um, and the cool thing about it is that we're going to have exclusive digital uh, giveaways to people who become donors. But instead of doing, you know, T-shirts or something like that, we wanted to do something that was a little bit more 
holiday season. No, holiday season upcoming. Mm-hmm. This is actually a little more expensive, frankly. Oh. Um, but upcoming holiday season E. So at, for every new donor during Max Fun Day, we are going to give uh, 20 meals through the Los Angeles Regional Food Bank to wow. needy families in Los Angeles. Oh, that's great. Oh, my gosh. That is so awesome. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're very hopeful that we're going to add 1,000 new donors during Max Fun Day. So mark your calendars for October 15th. We're going to do like Google Hangouts during the day and maybe some... Reddit ask me anythings and just you know we're gonna try and blow it out. <laughs> oh, fun. I love if, it. If you have a fun idea for something we can do on that day, let I'm us gonna, know. I'm gonna do a Reddit ask me anything and be more of a dick than Woody Harrelson was. That's <laughs> my pledge was to Woody you. Was Woody Harrelson a dick? On I think his he's, ask me yeah, anything? he's got a famously dickish ask me anything. He's a famously strange man. But he felt man. like he felt like he had to answer every question. Which uh, is so then he so people were asking weird mean questions, and then he would be a dick to them. I yeah. mean, which is understandable. That's fair. But the thing is, you don't have to answer all of them anyway. Oh, yeah. When I did. I did one of those and um, got lots of great questions and like one or two questions about why NPR wouldn't cover Ron Paul. <laughs> uh, why not? And I was like, well, because they're biased. Oh. It's because of their bias. That's yeah. a quick answer. Is they're biased against freedom sure. and in favor of the Americans with Disabilities Act. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> anyway, Max Fun Day is o- using the same bathroom that a gay man used earlier that day. <laughs> <laughs> Max Fun Day is October fifteenth. Mark your calendars. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Desico. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Elizabeth Lane. Elizabeth. <laughs> It's been a joy to have you on the program. It's been a delight. It's been so much fun, you guys. It's just been a blast. Thanks for sharing so many insights into the secret world of women. (laughs) Um, We we hope to be better prepared if we ever run into one. (laughs) I think you are. If we ever have to deal with one. (laughs) Yes. Should the unfortunate day come Mm -hmm. where you must. Yeah. We appreciate it. Elizabeth is the host of a a great chat show. Chat show? Do you feel like that's the right right genre? Yeah. A chat show. It's a, it's like an interview show, but it's very chatty. Yeah, it's a hang. Yeah, it's a hangout. <laughs> a chill sesh. Called Totally Lame. Uh, you can find it in your iTunes store. Mm-hmm. Um, I, lame is spelled L-A-I-M-E. Correct. Um, so that's probably the best way. And I would say that the title is, uh, the pun in the title is is ironic. It's not a lame show. It's oh, that's a, so it's nice. a well done yeah. show. Thank you. Uh, you always, I feel like I'm always really, really impressed with the guest caliber of your guys' show. It's oh, always like a little bit outside the box and always kind of impressive. Anybody good coming up? I think Jesse Thorne's going to come back on. Hey. Yeah, I'd love to. Talk about outside the box, right? <laughs> Literally in I, this box. Yeah. <laughs> I have a really hard time putting my penis into a lady. Yeah, yeah. Especially when she's packed it full of baking soda. It's like me vinegar. trying to dial a landline in my dream. <laughs> Whoa, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> the prestige. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Can that be our new catchphrase? <laughs> yeah, the prestige. I mean, yeah, sure. I think that's a fun catchphrase, mm-hmm. right? Anytime somebody, yeah, just really pat myself on the back for the most minor of remarks. <laughs> yep. Yeah, because you prestige. should make. A, I think. I think a good 
a good quality for a comedian mm-hmm. is like really pat yourself on the back for twice as long as it took mm-hmm. to make the remark. Self-congratulation Everyone is a key element of any sure. successful yes. comedian. But you're starting a new podcast too, right, Elizabeth? Yeah, we're going to launch a brand new podcast mm-hmm. in the next couple of weeks here. We're really excited about Sports Talk? Sports Talk with Lizzie Lame. <laughs> um no, and it's Fat Andy. The sports guy. <laughs> fat Andy, the asshole. <laughs> asshole know. Andy and the sports guy. Mm-hmm. Oh my How about God. those eagles? What a bunch of homos. <laughs> um, and, Doug uh, and Poughkeepsie sounding off. No, sorry. <laughs> you got to bring a take to the table. It's always Poughkeepsie. I'm mm-hmm. the sports guy and Fat <laughs> Andy. A funny place name. <laughs> It'll just be me. Pour like- him a Jack and Coke. <laughs> Let's do this thing. <laughs> And me going, wait, first and ten? <laughs> Just what? randomly, we'll say first and ten. Football. That's the one with the oblong ball, right? <laughs> Give me your take. <laughs> 1-800-SPORTS-COW. <laughs> yeah, that would be a devastating failure. Um, yeah, we're very excited about it. It's going to be me and Andy. Mm-hmm. It's called Totally I, I'd Married. Say that is a time-tested combo, by the it way. It is. Uh, and we are going to talk about our marriage, I guess, and wow. then also give unprofessional, unfounded advice to <laughs> people with relationship questions. So episode oh, one like will that. be in-character handjobs. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. That sounds like a lot of fun. Thanks. I'm going to enjoy checking in on that program. So you can go to totallylamepodcast.com or just totallylame.com. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally lame. We'll figure net. it out. Yeah. Did you get dot net? Oh. Got squatters there. Squatters at net. Yeah. We'll <laughs> we'll work it out. Squatters at net. <laughs> squatters at net. Come see come see me and Jordan San Francisco. Uh we're coming all the way to see you. Uh, and we're also doing international waters, so yeah. come on. Friday and Saturday night, what else are you doing? I'll be doing a little of the stand-up comedy as well. Jordan, hey. some late night shows. Come on. So. Get a pass. Get yourself Get a, a pass. pass. Just it's come like, to all these shows. You get five bucks off with Max Fine. It's like sure. 45, 50 bucks, something like that. Tons of fun. Just what a great weekend you could have for a, just a little tiny bit of money. That's like half a ticket to a rock concert. Right. It's an expensive rock. It's like Wings. It's a yeah. Wings concert. <laughs> wings. <laughs> yeah, it's a Wings concert. You know it's, Oh, hey, you know, and I think at the time of this going up, my uh, fundraiser for my pilot's still going to be up. While we're bombarding you to give money to things, uh, Indiegogo.com slash freelance beatdown. I think there's probably going to be some new art up there by the time this goes up. So, yeah, look at that. Get your ass over there. Give Jordan a few bucks. Support good stuff. What? New donors. Mark your calendars. October 15th, Max Funday. We're going to make it happen. Lindsay Pavlis on the boards. Our theme music, Love You by the Free Design, courtesy of the Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. Brian Fernandez on the edit. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go.